they're going through something that's really upsetting for them, that's traumatizing for them sometimes, you know, and they're trying to mask it with this smile. The fact that you've got little eyes looking up at you and you think, oh God, I better get my shit together now. This is Rina Diptianabil and you're listening to the Sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect, the podcast where my amazing and inspirational guests and I delve into different aspects of womanhood each and every week. This is the place where we salute the game changers and we celebrate those women who are changing the world one bit at a time. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to a woman who spreads positivity every day. Raji Osan is a YouTuber with over 91,000 subscribers. She's the queen of inspirational and uplifting reels. She's a wife and a mother, and she talks a lot about the pressures of being a wife, especially within the South Asian culture, where you also take on a whole new family as well as just a husband. And she was she also does card reading. She has her own podcast. Like, what doesn't she do, actually? <laughs> so welcome to the sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect, Raji. Hi, hi. Thank you for having me. Well, it's good to have you. It's good to have you on here. So listen, um, I, I actually wasn't aware that you had such a massive YouTube following until recently. So just tell me a little bit about that. When did you start with doing all the, you know, social media stuff, the the makeup um, and wellness videos? Yeah. So, you know what? YouTube isn't something that I actually um, share or talk about now, just because I haven't filmed for a long time. Mm. Um, but I actually started back, I say in 2012 um I say maybe then or 2011 and I was actually doing makeup videos so at that time I had really really bad skin so bad acne um and I thought I want to show ladies how to conceal cover up their blemishes their scarring with makeup you know and um, then I got married and things started to change. So um, I started the uh, business Bonita Bian, uh, which is hair oils, face oils. Um, mm-hmm. And then it just kind of died down. And when I said things started to change, I actually allowed negative comments and negative um, like outside voices get into my head. Um, Was there a lot of negative just- comments, though? Uh, there was um so at the time when I was getting them uh before marriage um it didn't really bother me as much just purely because I thought well who are you I don't know who you mm-hmm. are you know um and I'm doing what I'm doing I enjoy it but then when I got married um I started to hear um like from family members you know you're hiding behind makeup you're hiding behind this you know you're you know you should fix your skin and then that was it all of the comments just really got to me and I remember I used to cry to my husband and he was like listen there's you know footballers and they get negative comments and if they can deal with it you can and I was like I'm not a footballer you know um so then it just eventually died down and a lot of people do say to me like get back to YouTube and you know filming but every time I think of it um I think of that and do you, yeah. know, do you know what, Reggie? The thing is, like, I think that we are allowed to evolve and grow and that's okay. I have a yeah. YouTube channel, which I didn't have anywhere near as many subscribers as you, but it was something I used to do. But now it no longer serves me. Like, you know what I mean? And I mean, yeah. it sounds like it's the same with you. Like, we do evolve and you you have evolved 
in your life as well as in you know you've got married you've had a kid and it's such a different kind of a mindset that you get right so but yeah. but having that many subscribers and that many that much content is an achievement at the end of the day doesn't matter what what yeah. comments you got that's an achievement yeah yeah definitely I mean I'm so glad that I did it and I'm so happy for everyone who's watched and who still watch you know um I'm so thankful for that because I just see it as um, I'm a firm believer in so if you start a journey, especially if it is social media and you have your followers, you know, and if you start a business, it's all thanks to them, you know, if your business succeeds. And for me, Touchwood, that's what happened when I started Bonita Beyond, so making hair oils and face oils. It was a hit from the start and it's all thanks to everyone who followed me. So, you know, I'm so grateful that way, but you're right, you know, you can just, sometimes it doesn't save you anymore and a part of me is still holding on to it though I, I do want to get back to it but yeah. it's just what do I film you know like what do I share yeah but maybe that's the makeup you know I know but then the thing is the way that you've evolved and you do your kind of uplifting motivational stuff and you know maybe it could just be that like sharing the new stuff that you do I don't know like I think um when you have got that following then they're there for you and they do want you to kind of succeed and they do want to see you doing well like that's the majority of them the people that aren't saying bad stuff they do they want you yeah. they like you for whatever reason and they want you to actually succeed and they want to see what you're doing so yeah just uh yeah. that's something to to bear in mind well who knows right who knows maybe later on this year it could be somewhere I start again you know who knows, it? Um, you know the the negative comments. I don't like dwelling too much on negativity, but I am interested to know that. Do you think that, like Opera, Indian people, Asian people, that we criticize our own a bit much instead of actually lifting each other up? Because I'm I've been talking about this with with somebody recently, and and we've been yeah. noticing how, for example, like you know, people in the black community, for example, like obviously you got the trolls and stuff, but. Yeah. They're, they're much more kind of vocal about lifting each other up I think yeah yeah I you know I've got to agree with you that I was actually having this conversation with my husband mm -hmm. and I was saying to him I've noticed that okay um I, I don't know about the black community but I do know say with um, Muslims yes they are very like that's my Supportive. sister I'm proud of her like I want to talk about her business it doesn't matter if 10 of them are selling cakes all 10 of them are going to be spoken about you know um but with ours community I feel like it's just competition so going to the negative comments I'll tell you what happened um so when I did film um for YouTube like I said I had really bad skin mm -hmm. really bad acne and a lot of scarring a lot of redness and um, at the time, there was, um, I don't know if you ever came across it, but there was like memes going around or videos. And it'd say, this is why you take women swimming. This is why you take your date or women swimming on the first date, because you'd have a lot of makeup on. Um, and at that time, it was a, a viral quote. And someone had actually taken my before, so no makeup and I have to with makeup and the amount of women and I have to say seek women mm. right who would say I feel sorry for her husband or this is the tag other guy and say this is going to be your last so if you struggle to find a woman you're going to end up with someone looking like her 
it was nothing that's disgusting that's actually disgusting that as a woman you can actually say that about another woman it's not right yeah it, it was horrible absolutely horrible um and then i remember um uh Korshall. she had some I don't, I don't know what her um beauty what her instagram beauty name is but Korshall, she does the beauty videos influencer mm-hmm. she had actually um put a comment saying that like women should be supporting women like why are you putting her down you know and how can this person behind this group this page even put this out there and for me like I had my cousins being tagged like I'd see it all you know I put loads of comments eventually I got blocked but to see so many women especially Sikh women Mm. right put me down I just thought you know what if you turn around and one day say you're all about women empowerment I'm gonna catch you out and say that's a lot of bullshit Mm. Mm. you know but yeah it it, it happens it happens and I don't know why our community does that they they do it um I feel like they're so quick to look at putting others down rather than um clapping for them and saying you know that's such an achievement what they've done you know I agree. And and I think it's about time that we actually change that because there is a space for everyone. Like I always say, you know, there's a lot of stars in the sky and every one yeah. of them is a star. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah, stop yeah, yeah, them, definitely. the other one shining. I just don't yeah. understand all like this criticism. Oh, you know, but you shouldn't be wearing these clothes. You should be wearing less makeup and all of this. It's like, oh my gosh, please. You know, I mean, that's the reason why I kind of started doing this podcast. One of the things is kind of, it's a sisterhood. And so I do, um, not all, but I focus a lot on kind of South Asian sisters and what we're doing and, yeah. you know, um, being positive, sharing our experience and, and that's it. And I just want to, and, and you yeah. you do the same in, in what you do, because, you know, I know that a lot of the stuff that you talk about now in your reels and stuff, and even in your podcast, some of it's quite deep and it is stuff people actually reaching out to you, isn't it? And talking about yeah. quite um, sensitive things and things that are quite niche. Like they're things that if you are a South Asian woman, you're going to understand this. Otherwise you're not going to get it. Like the whole, yeah. um, you know, uh, extended family, living with extended family, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, um, so that's one thing I really like to talk about because I feel like there's so many women who just suffer in silence or they feel like they're alone, like they're the only person going through it. Um, And now for me, like, uh, when I got pregnant, um, well, I always said to myself, it's really, you're probably going to find it odd I always said to myself if I have a boy I've got nothing to really worry about but if I have a girl then I have I need to make changes that's what I thought and as soon as the nurse told me like you know you're having a girl I was like right okay this is it now this is my time I'm gonna start speaking up about things that are going on because the last thing I want and I know like my daughter's what 15 months right she's well away from you know even thinking of marriage but me as a mom I'm thinking I want to try and impact people make a change you know as do you probably as do so many others you know I don't want her to go through anything like what I went through or what anyone else went through you know and so that's why I started to talk about it and it was amazing my the response I had like I had a lot of people say to me why are you talking about this it doesn't even exist anymore like you're bringing up old stuff but then I had a lot of people like 
message me or they'll email me and they'd say, you know, this is what's happened to me. And then that's why I thought, okay, I'm going to start the podcast because I know people will listen to this. And surprisingly, a lot of women have actually told their husbands to either watch my reels or listen to the podcast. And their husbands have like opened their mind. They're like, okay, so, you know, there's other people going through this and I can actually, with my wife, get out of this situation, you know? So to me, that's like, that's music to my ears. Because I'm like, if your husband is willing to listen, who else is willing to listen, you know? Mm. You know, the whole thing about having a daughter and then changing your mindset. Like we always say, oh, you know, people that have sons, you should be doing it as well. But it's so easy to put it to one side in your head and think, oh, that's other people's problems. Because, you know, my kids aren't really going to struggle. They've got the male privilege thing going on. I mean, I've got three daughters. I completely understand and I and that motivates me even more like you it motivates me even yeah. more like come on let's actually make changes they don't they shouldn't have yeah. to live in in this world where people kind of put women in boxes and try and control us and stuff yeah 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 definitely I think like my whole mindset everything changed so before um I even fell pregnant um I remember I used to sit um I used to go to the cafe I had a journal and I used to write down ideas of things that I want to talk about um and one of the things was this so with the reels and for ladies to write in anonymously and for me to read the letter out right um so either read that email or a letter Mm -hmm. or whatever you know they send to me and I remember at the time when I told my husband, I said, look, this is an idea. This is what I'd like to do. And he was like, well, you know, um, what if someone hears it from my side and they think that you're talking about them? I was like, well, if they think that, then let them think it, you know, but this is what I want to do. Um, and I, I didn't do it. I didn't go ahead because at that time I was too concerned about what will someone else say? And then going back to when I found out I was pregnant with Monique, with my girl, mm. that was it. I kid you not, my whole mindset, you know, I was like, F them, F, F everyone else, you know. <laughs> if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, you know. I don't care about what anyone thinks. And even till now, like, I'll say to my husband, if someone has a judgment or an opinion about me, that's their own problem. That's not my fault. Like, I'm not going to quiet them down. Because before, I used to be the one that if someone's told me something, I used to quiet them down, you know, and I wouldn't speak up and I'd be too like, oh, you know, I don't want to disrespect them or anything. And I'm not going to disrespect someone now. But the difference is, is that I'm going to speak up. And I'm teaching Monique to do the same thing. And I told my husband, if you've got a problem with it, you've got to deal with it, you know. <laughs> She's going to speak up. She's not going to be quiet, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it changes you, doesn't it? Like, yeah. it, it makes you think, doesn't it? You know, you want to teach your girls 100%. not to stay well. Yeah, like what my mum told me, you know, stay quiet, you know. <laughs> But that's no. that's the I, that's the ideal daughter-in-law to somebody who's quiet and just goes oh hanji mummy and takes everything. That's what people yeah. actually want. They don't really want people that rock the vote. But coming on to the subject of marriage, I feel like you know as Asian women, there's so much emphasis put on being a wife, the perfect wifey. You know, finding the perfect match. It's almost from like when you are small, you're taught stuff like cooking. You're educated for that reason. Yeah extra skill that you might have oh she she sings really nicely as well all of it is part of the resume that is gonna go yeah. out f- for rishti right 
it's it's like yeah. you know it doesn't matter if she doesn't work one day of her life she is educated and we're putting this on the bio data so that she can attract a good match like literally like I know from when I was little um things like you know oh you're getting so tall oh my god you better stop as a joke stop growing now yeah. because you know we're not going to find anyone tall enough for you I'm like uh hello like is this really the concern of my life like yeah. I'm not going to find a boy. but I feel it is right was it the same with you as well yeah um so not so much like that but yeah cooking cleaning uh knowing how to take care of the house um I'd say education but I was quite um headstrong that I didn't want to go to university I wanted to get into beauty Mm -hmm. and then I remember my dad saying well people are gonna think you're dumb like you're not that you've got no brain Mm. if you get into beauty and I was like well I want to do it you know um but it was more that you know it was uh if you want to get on with your in-laws you know you want happy in-laws you know family never mind husband but with the in-laws just say yes to everything you know just go with what they say and you'll fit in right you know that's what I got told and I was like now when I think about it no why why you say why should you just say yes to everything Mm. I mean you get married I feel like you've got your one family you get married and you build you build your own family I don't believe um that you get married to another family you know you get married to your husband and I just think it's not you've you've got your family then you get married and then you get controlled by another family it it literally it literally is that sometimes when people say you know a lot of people when they're younger oh I want to go on holiday I want to do this I want to go out with my friends do it after marriage and when you yeah. get married it's like no your in-laws are not going to be happy with that so then when are you supposed to do this yeah. stuff that's actually quite normal stuff that you want to do it's absolutely ridiculous and I don't know if things are changing now but like for my generation I think it was a bit like that like oh no and if you if you can't cook and clean then they're gonna say how have you raised your daughter you know, the in-laws are going to say, what kind of people are these that raised a girl who can't even make a roti, for example? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, the same thing here. I mean, I'm um, 33 and it was the exact same thing. Um, I've actually had ladies write to me and they're younger than me who are married and they don't know how to cook, you know. They, they've not been thinking, okay, I'm going to cook, I'm going to learn to do this. But now they've had this backlash from the mother-in-law saying well how did your mom raise you you know and they're younger than me so you just ask I wonder if it's still the same or if it's Mm. you know if it's changed it's unfortunately still the same for some people I know in India is I know in India this it's still unless you're like really progressive that is the mindset of oh you know yeah you need to learn all this stuff because you've got to go to your in-laws and we need to find you someone who's suitable and all this kind of stuff um because there still is that thing that even if you find someone yourself it's got to be within these parameters right to make them acceptable for the family yeah 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 yeah, definitely it is um so the sad thing is and i i know okay I, i know i shouldn't say this because i feel like india is such a thing where it, I guess it depends where you look mm-hmm. and maybe the status that they have, but yeah, the mentality is quite still back in the days and some aren't, but I feel like in the UK or like, you know, America, Canada, wherever, but somewhere here, I feel like they shouldn't be in that mindset. They should learn, they should grow, they should move forward, they should move on. 
but there are people still who will they'll get married to who they've um you know fallen in love with and the families aren't even talking to the girl anymore to their own daughter just because he didn't fit in with or go by what they think is acceptable you know the weird thing is um and i've never actually heard of this before the weird thing is this lady message and she said to me that um she's from london and she's gotten married to somebody in the midlands and the in-laws are actually criticizing and picking on her because she's from london and they've got a whole mindset on how london girls are so they won't accept how she is and i was like what that's madness like, I've never heard that I, I think there is a thing like my my parents used to say as well because I was born and brought up in Coventry right and then they used to say oh London volleyball is fast heggy yeah, they're very kind of you know forward thinking and stuff and we're different like in the Midlands we're more conservative and stuff that like, the Indians are more conservative there like you're from up north aren't you obviously I do you still live up yeah. north where do you live yeah 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 still yeah yeah okay and I mean I don't know how it is there is there that thing of like oh the 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 London Asian people they're different um yes I have heard um I've heard from friends family who say um oh London they're quite um open-minded or they're quite forward but recently I heard that they're quite strict so I was like, well, I don't know. You know, I had my Massey lives in London, you know. Um, she just seems normal, to be honest, you know. <laughs> I don't know about open or straight. Um, but to hear that, you know, that you can have a, a set mind on London girls are like this, you know, and then not accept her into your family when she's chosen to get married to your son. I just think that's a bit. I know that's a bit bizarre isn't it you know you exactly um okay so I, I, do you think as women that we put this pressure on ourselves of like oh I need to be the perfect wife and I need to you know adjust you have you have you I don't know whether your family uses that word like adjust to Carla adjust my family in India love saying it. oh when a girl gets married she has to adjust 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 yeah. even on Indian matchmaker Indian matchmaking I don't know if you ever watched that series on Netflix yeah this, the match yeah. all she kept saying was you have to adjust better you just have to adjust yeah. and like okay <laughs> fine right we will be um a bit flexible but how much and it's and only the mostly the girl right it's mostly the girl how much are we supposed to be adjusting to change ourselves the whole the whole lot adjust everything <laughs> no you can't you can't adjust everything can you um yeah so I'm just trying to think. I've, I don't think I actually heard my mum or dad say you have to adjust. I don't. I, I don't think I've ever heard that. But I have heard it from others, right? Um, that you do need to adjust. The girls need to adjust. They need to learn that you know some things they've done before when they were single they can no longer do, like going out with their friends. You know, um, seeing yeah they're girls they can't do that anymore um even stop working but I, I think it's ridiculous to be honest again um it I feel like you end up losing yourself don't you you know the the so the guy who meets you or you meet the guy you know the relationship you have you two know each other as as you know as an individual as you are you know like 
he sees you as this loud, bubbly, funny person. And then you get married and you get told to adjust and then you become so quiet and, you know, you lose yourself. And then what happens, you know? And then on top of that, you've got this, well, I need to make my husband happy, you know? And then, well, how do I make his mom happy? How do I make his dad happy? And it's a constant cycle, isn't it? You know, it's a lot of people to keep happy. Like, yeah it is like so with me when I got married I lived with my in-laws so my husband's father passed away when he was much younger so it was his mom his brothers um he's got the one sister and I really felt like okay keeping in mind you need I was told before you need to know how to cook clean look after the house make sure you can feed your husband if you feed your husband your husband will always be happy let me tell you what happened right I was so in my household, meaning my own family, I used to bake cakes all the time. Loved it. Every other day I'd be in the kitchen baking a cake, right? I baked a cake at my in-law's house and it was a complete fail, right? <gasps> this cake did not rise. This cake did not want to get cooked. And uh, I pulled it out and I started crying. I thought, come on. I bake cakes all the time, right? And going back to that pressure, I had pressure because I was thinking I'm telling these lot I can bake yeah and my cake is not going with me okay this was against me that day and my brother-in-law bless him he was like no I think we can eat it it's fine so he's eating the bits that's been cooked you know and it is that thing like I thought if I can't cook here how's my husband gonna feel happy you know how am I gonna um make my mother-in-law happy how's how how am I going to feed people honestly I was thinking what am I going to do and again it's because of that it's embedded in your head you know and now when I look at it I just think it's ridiculous it's a different way of thinking yeah that worked back then you know when my mum was younger you know my aunties whatever but now I feel like so I've been married this year it's going to be nine years you know, and I just feel like as if you should, you should have raised your daughter to understand that, okay, this is how, you know, you adjust, not adjust, but, you know, communicate with people. Mm-hmm. This is how you can build a relationship. Be focused on your work, you know, and the man that's going to come into your life is going to match with you. Is you work together, you progress together. It shouldn't be about the pressures of making your in-laws happy as well. And, doing everything to make your husband happy I mean well what about the wife you know and and there was actually a point in my life and I did a YouTube video on this I felt like I totally lost myself I gained while I was at um my in-laws um I ended up gaining about I think it was four stones I gained um I was a size six eight when I got married when I left I was like gone to a size um 12 it's only after I had Monique um, when I've really lost all the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was pregnant, that's when I really started to feel like, okay, I've got a baby here. I need to fix my mind. I need to really work on me, you know. And then that's when I began to change. And you do lose yourself, you know. And this is what women hide. They hide it. They don't want to share that they're going through something that's really upsetting for them, that's traumatising for them sometimes, you know, and they're trying to mask it with this smile and they eventually break down. And, you know, 
I don't want to say they blame others because there are others to blame, but I feel like we can be in control, but we don't. We don't we're not in control because we've been taught that, oh well, not everyone, but some have been taught that if you speak up, you're disrespectful and then yeah. that's gonna come back on to your family, you know, and you don't want anything to come back to your family. So you that's just it. put up with it. And even the most progressive, progressive people, they still end up going down to that level of oh well is this how your family's raised you you know it can they do I've, I've heard of people who are you know apparently modern and and it becomes a thing where they get nasty with with the girl's parents and stuff because of issues and also um people have this thing they say that oh you know like brown boys are mommy's boys and that makes it difficult sometimes because of the such a strong attachment to the moms and also because we're a patriarchal culture the fact that when mm. you have a boy like we said it's like oh I've got nothing to worry about I've got sons you know and then you will spoil those sons so much because you're so excited that you've got sons you treat them like kings this yeah. doesn't do any favors for that person that's going to marry them do you agree with what I'm saying no. here yeah yeah I, I 100% agree yeah yeah I've, I've seen it happen as well like I've, I've read stories as well and I feel like it's a difficult one because I'm hoping that as generations go on, you know, um, like us and on, that we will raise our daughters, sons, you know, the same. And they'll both understand that, you know, it's not about the son being favoured and he can get away with everything. You need to understand respect respecting women, live, go, go outside, go live, go work, independently earn your money, you know. I'm not going to cook for you all the time as a mother and watch your clothes, you know. Mm. I'm hoping that the changes can make, be made and changes do happen because it is very sad. I mean, again, I can only go back to the stories that's been sent to me. Like, women have said that before they got married, whilst dating their husband, they'd have conversations about moving out about getting their own place, even moving out of the city where his, or the town where his parents live. And, you know, they've got married and that's it. They cannot move their in, from their in-law's house. And they're like, you, you, what is this? Like you said, we're going to move. And the husbands have turned around and said, well, you knew what, who you were getting married to. You knew what the score was when you got married to me. And they're like, you just lied. Yeah, you know, And they'll mm. message me and they'll be like, what can I do? And I'm like, show them houses even book viewings you know get them to understand that yeah. it is fine to move away from your mom yeah but there's a strong pull isn't there there's a really strong connection that sometimes I mean I think that's unhealthy personally that when you when you're married and you kind of you know need to do your own thing and then you're still like oh but I can't you know it doesn't mean that you're going to forget about your mom or your family if you move yeah. 20 minutes down the road so it's I just find it that can be a little bit unhealthy sometimes and you know how you said how um people raising their sons differently in our generation so obviously you have a daughter I have three daughters so we've all got girls right yeah but I do yeah. know people friends who've got boys and girls and they treat their boys and girls the same they yeah. say but then I uh they're they're um the elders in the family so grandparents will blatantly favor the boys they'll mm. you know when it comes to giving money they'll give double the money to the boy for example they'll put more attention on them how are they doing oh my gosh you know the girls are left now 
Mm-hmm. I know that they're the older generation. You don't want to be rude, but it does. That is what the kids are then seeing, and that's and it's hurtful yeah. for girls, and it makes the boy feel like he's some kind of a king and above everybody else yeah. when this is happening. So I just feel like it. It does actually take a very strong person to actually say to elder people, "No, you know what? I want them to have the same, please, because that's our policy." Yeah. And I'm hoping that people yeah, are doing yeah. that. Yeah, I, I hope that people can can speak up. Um, again, it's that whole thing, you don't want to be disrespectful, you mm, don't want mm-hmm. to upset Difficult. them. But I feel like it's coming to a point, this, this is what I feel, you tell me if you feel the same, right? But I feel like we're coming to a point um, in this world, this journey that we're on, that we do need to start speaking up. Um, it doesn't matter if it hurts them because sometimes the truth does hurt and how much can you actually mask you know or sweeten you know or hide you mm-hmm. you can't carry on doing that you you have to eventually just speak up and speak the truth yeah and I feel like with me that's what I've started to do and there's some things you know that I've said to my mom or said to my dad and they've looked at me and they're like you know, how dare you say that? And even for a couple of days, they felt like they didn't even want to talk to me. And I told my sister and I told my husband, at the end of the day, I'm a mom now, you know? And if I see things happen, I've got to see it as I'm a mom. I know I'm your daughter, you know? I'm not saying things to hurt you intentionally, but if I'm a mom and I see something, I have to speak up because if I don't speak up and I allow things to happen, it's just going to be a continuous cycle, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that that's where I am in life. And I feel like everyone should be there. Don't feel afraid to, you know, speak. It doesn't mean that you're ending relationships or, you know, you're no longer going to talk to them or you're blocking numbers. It's not that. It's just, you just have to speak the truth. You're being you know? true to yourself. And that's really important to yeah. be true to yourself. But, uh, you know, Reggie, one thing I've I've noticed that you've been saying is, that you had it sounds like you've had some kind of a like self-realization awakening thing when you became a mom and had your daughter and I think that's a really beautiful thing that motherhood means so many different things to people but I just think that that is such a, a powerful thing that from actually like making this little human and especially a girl child that you came that you you basically uh came to know yourself again and and that's such a nice thing yeah 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 thank you honestly it is the best thing ever um it she's helped me in so many ways honestly like um and it's crazy to say that like especially with her being so small and you know it it wasn't um I mean I don't know I, I believe that you know when you fall pregnant and before you do like they're up there and they're choosing their parents and I really feel like she heard and saw what I went through you know and what I was feeling inside mm-hmm. and she was like right that's there that's the woman I'm choosing you know um to be my mom and so I, I really feel like that and yes yeah, she did like I, I've come to a point where I'm like I need to show and I, I've said this to my husband continuously like I cannot have anybody walk over me or my family you know it's not just about me it's my me and my little bubble you know I can't have anyone do that. I can't have anyone use us, take advantage, you know, speak bad to us, you know, have respect. You know, you're more than welcome to come to my house, but have respect. If I, if I allow you to, 
take advantage or, you know, speak bad to me or, you know, you make me quiet enough because you're intimidating or, you know, mm-hmm. then what am I showing Monique? I'm showing her that mommy's done that so you can also do that and allow people to walk over you, you know, and I'm not having that, you know, I want her to be such a strong woman, a strong girl where she can go out there and be this boss, this leader and Mm. know that, you know what, no one can do that. I, I deserve respect, you know. But again, going back to how I was, you know, if you've spoken to me, um, I don't know, before Monique or a little more before, like three years ago, I wouldn't be saying these things, you know. Mm. I would be don't know what I'd be saying, but I wouldn't be saying it because I'd be totally different. Well, it's it's just nice to see that, you know, because I, I, I think I identify with that as well. The fact that you've got little eyes looking up at you and you think, oh, God, I better get my shit together now. Right. This is yeah, the time yeah, yeah. where I have to get my shit together and make sure that the people looking at me are seeing something good and that they can aspire to. Um, yeah, definitely. So um, so obviously motherhood's going good so far. And she's what, like over a year? Over a year old? So I said that, yeah, she's 15 months. Yeah. And, and the first year is quite hard, isn't it? I think. I, I feel oh, like it's, God, uh, it's hard. Forget the first year, even the, the months <laughs> after it's hard. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I think it does take a year, though, to get used to the fact of, oh, okay, I'm actually responsible for this person and I need to yeah. kind of cater for their every need and the sleep thing existing on, like, little sleep. I mean, I probably went to sleep for, like, four hours yesterday myself and my youngest is five. So wow. I'm not saying that's going to happen to you. Don't worry. You yeah, might be. No, I'm no. not saying this will happen to you, but sometimes, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, you're five? Like, why are we still doing this? Like, why are you still waking yeah. up? at night so um so yeah I uh, uh, it's uh it's tiring isn't it? it it is tiring you know what my brother's got um two little ones right and um so the youngest one is five and I think the eldest is eight um or going to be nine this year and even my brother says they wake up at um odd times of the night and he'll only get my brother will get maybe four hours or five hours and I'm like mate listen don't tell me I don't want to (laughs) know because I'm praying like anything that my little one starts sleeping through the night so I can get sleep you know and she might there are those kids who from two years old they sleep in their own bed sleep nicely from like you know eight to eight or something so maybe she may be one of those so just keep uh yeah don't get scared (laughs) yeah don't get scared from our story. So just talk, yeah. tell me a little bit about um, the the card reading because I've noticed like in your um, social media you're talking um, like you talk quite a bit about this, don't you? You do card readings. How does it how does it work? Yeah, so um, it's all based on energy. So before um, I got pregnant, so about three years ago, I actually created a separate um, page on Instagram and it was for those who wanted card readings doing. Um, And because it's all based on energy, I put my energy into it. um, You would put yours into it by selecting your seven numbers that I require. Is it tarot? Um, Is this tarot or not? Is it something different? No, they are. So I don't do tarot cards. These are oracle cards so it's more on the energy side right um and you still get a good message just like tarot cards you'll still so you'll get um guidance you'll 
get a message about you know mm-hmm. your life what you need to know but I just can't tell it's funny I'll have women say to me can you tell me um is my marriage going to work I'm like, I can't tell you that you know I can <laughs> tell you somewhere else but yeah. I can't tell you that um so it's all based on energies but I actually stopped doing it when I fell pregnant because I'm so aware of the whole energies and stuff I thought I don't want to be messing with you know, baby's energy. Yeah. So I totally stopped and then, you know, got back to it. Um, but yeah, that's all it is. It's based on energies. Um, I put my um, intention into it while I shuffle the deck. Um, so what does whoever need to know? But I asked for seven numbers. Um, and that's where your, and well, yours or whoever's, you know, energy will be put into it. You really think about um, what numbers you want. And then I just pull out the seven cards as well as others um and then read whatever I feel is what I will record mm-hmm. um and then I read the messages in the book um so there's another side to the cards and then I send it um but yeah I can't tell people uh, when they're going to get married if the house is going to get sold you know if they're going to move out from their in-laws it's amazing what questions come up I'm like I can't tell you that you know but it is um it's a real good insight, you know, it's, um, and it depends on them if they want to go away with it and think, okay, I'm going to work on that. Or if it's just a message they listen to and that's it, mm-hmm. you know. What kind of thing can you tell people then? Um, so it's just life. I can tell them about their life. So mm-hmm. if you want to talk about career, about work, um, money, um I can't talk about health uh if you I can't give yes or no answers um it can be anything that can come up so a lot of the times some things have come up where is they feel trapped um and they don't want to live by other people's rules so if that's the case they need to set healthy boundaries so they can step away um from that person or it might be things where they really need to work on letting things go so then they can get into the career that they want or start manifesting money or having a happy life mm-hmm. you know so um, with the cards it's just um how can I put it like sometimes some cards come up with the direct um message answer to what they need to work on and sometimes by the reading I just feel like I have to tell them okay you need to work on this for this to happen you know yeah Okay, it's it's so interesting and I've talked about it on this podcast before a little bit that the fact that this kind of thing and even tarot is getting really popular now, isn't it? And I I feel like people are just trying to make sense of what is going on. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it is um, becoming quite popular. Um, Tarot cards, I don't actually do that um, just because, to be honest, it scares me. (laughs) I feel like it's a bit more... I don't know I just feel like it's a bit more deeper compared Uh to the oracle cards that's how I feel I could be totally wrong you know um but it is becoming a popular thing and I feel like a lot of people are just looking for guidance or they're looking for an answer they're looking for um, a message to make them feel good you know um or to give them some sort of clarity and I'm just happy to know that you know people are trusting me to do their reading um and happy to know that they get, you know, happy from it. They get a buzz from it, you know. Well, I'm I'm really liking all your uh, motivational reels mm-hmm. and stuff that I see on social media. So, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. And thank you so much for coming on today to my podcast. It's been really nice talking to you. 
Um, and it, uh, just kind of just remind people of your um, where they can find more info about you, your media handles and stuff, social media handles. Yeah, so my um, Instagram um, handle is Raji Osan, um, R-A-J-I-O-S-A-H-N. Um, and that's the best place to find me, okay? If you stumble across YouTube or TikTok, ignore them, okay? Instagram is the place. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've, I've loved the talk. Yeah, it's um, been nice. It's quite yeah. interesting. It's been yeah. really nice. And um, yeah, so please do... Please, if you're listening, you know, follow Raji on Instagram. Definitely. She's got some really cool stuff on her page. And also follow me at Sisterhood of Mummy and Perfect or at Rena D. Annabelle. Share this podcast with people that you know. And also um, do subscribe if you haven't already done so. You never know when I'm going to drop a new episode because sometimes, you know, it could be Wednesday night, could be Thursday morning. So you could be the first to know. But that's all for this week. Take care. Bye.